This episode of TMS is brought to you by Plastic with a Q. That's P-L-A-S-T-I-Q. Plastic empowers businesses to maximize their cash flow and pay for almost any expense with a credit card. Sign up now for a new Plastic account at Plastic.com slash TMS and send $50 in fee-free payments. That's Plastic.com slash TMS. P-L-A-S-T-I-Q dot com slash TMS. Coming up on TMS, we like Norwegian wood. Don't pet Simon. Don't put. Don't pet. Don't put Simon Pegg in a round hole. I don't want to pet him either. Billy Joel left 20 things in the 60s. Let me flip a coin royale. British Beeblemania. You had me at heart attack. (laughs) Major spoilers. Trick nerd and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Can I examine that? See if I can figure out what that is? All my friends are heathens. Take it slow. Wait for you to ask them who you know. The Morning Stream. Save it for the French. everybody welcome back to tms it is the morning stream for monday september 9th 2019 i'm scott he's brian good morning hello scott welcome to another week guess what i'm not gonna do you're not gonna say oh my god it's the ninth what happened to the sixth and the seventh and the eighth nailed it not gonna do it (laughs) i really i was tempted i was tempted because you know this has gone very fast already but i'm just i think bringing more attention to it will just make it go faster so i'm not gonna say anything just gonna let it go, let it ride. Oh, it's the ninth already. What are you gonna do? It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, it's, the temperatures are cooling off. I kind of enjoy that. I had a little rain. Spent a lot of time on the uh, <clears throat> on the patio uh, this weekend, chilling and uh, oh, enjoying nice. the cooler weather. Yeah. So I'm all in on this. I think this is gonna be a good time this fall. And uh, yeah. Well, and and uh, it felt more like Labor Day weekend. This last weekend felt more like the kind of feel of Labor Day weekend than the previous weekend, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. At least, at least here it did. Like it was uh, super hot and and felt like the middle of summer over Labor Day weekend. This last weekend we had some like overcast clouds, some rain coming in, cooling off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I want that yeah, to continue and to never end, and to just kind of be this way all the time. I know it won't be. Right. But right. that's what I now, want. Now, usually you get into the numerology of a date. Like, today is nine nine nineteen. Oh, I didn't think of that. See, I get so caught up in how fast it's going, I missed the... <laughs> that you missed the, the weird numerology of it. Yeah, which I usually do like. You're right. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, will never be, it won't be nine nine nineteen until... Ever again, until... Well, 9-9... Oh, yeah, right. Until yeah. 2119. That's a long Until time. Until 100, 100 years from now. Yeah, yeah we, won't be, we won't be around. No, but we're our, not going to be here. Our, um, our virtual reality 3D printed space model decoy drones will be here. <laughs> Head in a jar. That's what, that's, Head in a jar. That's what I'm looking for. Head in a jar. Yeah, I'm sure that'll happen. Good drum. news, everyone. <laughs> I've got Scott and Brian's head in a jar. <laughs> uh, by the way, happy anniversary to uh, uh, the, uh, the Sega Dreamcast. And I put this out oh, there. Oh right! Yeah, I put yeah. this. I put this out there for a reason. One, I love that console, and I I feel like it was a it was a valiant effort by Sega to not only reclaim some notoriety, but to, to kind of send us off into a new generation. And in a lot of ways, they they did that. But then Sony came in and just destroyed them 
with the PS2, and that was the end of that. But yeah. here's the thing. Uh, there's a great article up on Engadget. You might be familiar with them. They talk about the gadgets and the and the tech. Oh, yeah. There. Only the gadgets that are N. Right. The N gadgets. Yeah. N- Not the out gadgets, but the N gadgets. Yeah, only the, only the N gadgets. Uh, <laughs> they have a, a piece called The Dreamcast Predicted Everything About Modern Consoles. Uh, they just put it up this morning. And I had never really thought about it, but they're absolutely right. And the reason I even thought of this is because you said numerology. That thing was released on nine nine ninety nine, right? Twenty That's years right. ago, and the most numer numerological uh, numerological. I can't say the word. Numerological. Numeratical. Yeah. Numeratical. <laughs> loved. I love their uh, album. You get what you give. That oh, it's so good. I know those guys. Boy, they've really never quite hit that high point again. But <laughs> anyway, nine nine ninety nine. Uh, twenty years ago today. That's crazy. By wow. the way, that that's twenty years ago. What was your What was your favorite Dreamcast game? Oh, I think it was probably. Was it, was it Semen? No, it wasn't <laughs> Semen. Although I kind of like Semen. <laughs> I, <laughs> Seaman <laughs> uh, is actually how it was pronounced. Seaman, sure. yes, yeah. It was cool because it had um, Leonard Nimoy was the voice of the fish. Was the voice of the seaman? Yeah, yeah he was exactly. the seaman. Yep. He was the seaman voice. Voice. But anyway, I probably Soul Calibur. I played the hell out of that. Mm. Uh, Soul Calibur was it two? Yeah, uh, I forget. Was it just? Yeah, it was Soul Calibur two. That game just ate up my life, and I played it nonstop. But I also played a lot of sports we games liked, uh, on there and other stuff. The, the first real competition to Madden launched there, the uh, NFL 2K game, and it was amazing uh, if you liked football mm-hmm. at all and that sort of thing. What did you uh, like on there? Uh, Choo Choo Rocket, I remember being a favorite here in the house. Yeah, it's on phones um, now. And then there was uh, something like Jet Set Radio or Jet... Oh, that's right, Jet Set Radio, yeah. I think. Jet Set Radio. And they had a sequel called Jets... Oh, I forgot that can't remember but they also had fantasy star online that was great fantasy uh, star online i had that one too yeah. yeah oh wow it was good that thing was awesome oh jet set future was the was the uh, jet set future is the okay oh jet grind radio was the first one right yes right there you go uh anyways is it was awesome and i can't believe that was 20 years ago and i stayed up uh all night at a place to get it like at six in the morning it, i was like so into it <laughs> And I couldn't wait. But anyway, this is a really great article because it talks about all the stuff that it's sort of predicted. Um, the yeah. idea of a firmware upgradable device, which nobody had really done before. Um, it was kind of a PC in there. It was basically a Pentium 3 with an NVIDIA card. And uh, everybody else was going a different route, but they decided to do that. It had built-in networking. It was the first console to have a built-in RJ45 connector. Oh, really? Uh, uh-huh. It may have been wow. a phone phone connector, and then you could buy a, a network connector because most people were still just doing dial-up then. Yeah. So I think yeah. it was a built-in 56K modem, which you could play Fantasy Star Online and that sort of stuff. So that was really cool. And, That's uh, crazy. Didn't yeah. think about that being the first one to have any sort of uh, online functionality. Mm-hmm. So it was all that stuff. You had yeah. that VMU thing, which predicted remote. <laughs> app support for games like you know yep dual screen Boy. play and that sort of thing it was crappy but at you know. the time that felt so janky it's like i don't know what's what you know like storing my games and then like a little tiny screen yep. little hud kind of thing on there and yep. not really hud what was the uh like you know a little storage but also like it would tell you stuff going on in the game mm-hmm. like how many how many health points you still had and stuff like that's that. true it was also the first console yeah. you could get 48 480p output on 
uh, for many mm. of its games. <laughs> well, it's not really full HD, but we didn't really have that till around right, like, 05 right. or something. So that's pretty good. And, Crystal uh, Clear Seaman. Yeah, yeah, Crystal Clear Seaman. <laughs> uh, anyway, it was rad, and I still have a little VMU. I don't have the Dreamcast itself, but I have a little uh, memory unit. Oh, you kept one of the little VMUs? Yeah, yeah, it's in a box over there somewhere. I'll probably never get rid of that mm-hmm. thing because it's just too stupid mm-hmm. to get rid of. But anyway, I even bought four controllers for that thing. I was so into it. Oh, my gosh, I was into it. Mm. Anyway, there you go. Just a th- uh, impromptu throwback to a video game console I loved. Speaking okay. of video games, wow. I, I played a lot of Gears of... Uh, sorry, not Gears of War. They don't call it that anymore. I played Gears 5. Gears mm. 5. Uh, came okay. out uh, early for people who were willing to plunk down the, either the uh, Game Pass uh, thing or pre-order the Deluxe Edition, I believe is how it went. And uh, mm-hmm. this is the first time they put this day and date out on uh, PCs. They also have it on Steam, which is kind of crazy, but this is a Microsoft joint. So it's meant to be a big Xbox release, um, but they're sure. doing PC stuff at the same time. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm happy to report to anyone out there who hasn't played Gears of War since like two. Okay, <clears throat> that's right. that's me. I played one and two, didn't play three, kind of lost track. No idea what four was like, which was uh, two years ago or whatever. Uh, no idea what was going on uh, with any of that. So it's been a while, I guess. So I haven't had the, you know, I haven't I haven't had it in my life. And I'm happy to report, if you're like me, it's great. It's really fun. Really? Yeah. The shooting's really good, and the story's great. And um, uh, Marcus First Phoenix person. is an old man. Third person. Third person. Third person. Post-apocalyptic yeah. world-ish. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Like it, mm-hmm. It's a weird combo. It's like, hey, what if Warhammer 40K had a baby with, uh, uh, I don't know, like turn of the century Elizabethan architecture, and and, oh, and wow. what if the what if the space <laughs> marines were fighting giant tentacle aliens? And it's an it's an odd series, but it's it's very cool, and I'm very happy to report that it's no longer. It used to just feel like a dude fest, like big giant guys going yeah, like that's all it was back in the day, <laughs> right? Ten years ago, but now it's like never played never nuanced. played a single Gears of War game. Well, you uh, five. Uh, I'm not saying you should rush out and get it. You, you certainly have yeah. your work cut out for you and getting more ferrite dust. But um, <laughs> down the road, if something comes up and you're like, "Oh man, there's a deal on this," you should, you know, should give yeah. it a look. It's pretty good. The shooting is really satisfying um, and uh, and fun, so I like it a lot. It would have to be on my PC, and my PC is me fair to middling as far as a uh, a game machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's right. You don't I have can, an Xbox One, do you? I don't have an Xbox. Uh, the last Xbox I had was a 360, which I guess isn't that long ago. But um, well, 2013 yeah. is when that changed, so it's been a little while. Yeah, right, it's been a while. Yeah, been a while. Been a while yeah. since Brian played an Xbox game. <laughs> <laughs> Red Ring right. of Death. Anyway, uh, okay, and then some sad news. We have a longtime tadpooler, Jason Martin, who uh, yeah. we all found out this morning that his father passed away early this morning in the kind of 1 a.m. range and uh we just wanted to tell him we're thinking about him that's that's hard to go through no matter who you are when that happens and his dad seems like a really cool dude and uh, you never like to hear that but um he uh battled uh battled cancer he didn't say exactly what he was battling but battled and i'm guessing it was cancer for 100 and uh i can't remember the post 120 days or something and uh finally kind of went uh peacefully comfortably in his sleep which is i think how we all uh want to go that's how i want to go absolutely absolutely 
Uh, but it sucks yeah. for everybody else. So uh, we're we're thinking about you there, bud. Jason's been around the the uh, community forever, and uh, just wanted him to know we were thinking about him. All right. Oh, and apparently he fell he oh. fell asleep during around right around the time that his father passed. He was falling asleep with not his father, but him <laughs> with our with our voices in his head. He was listening with to the TMS. TMS in his head. So, yeah. ooh, boy, I, sorry, man. Jeez. I hope you don't. I hope you don't associate this rough day with our crappy voices. But. Um, uh, yeah, we uh, we wish the best for you and We're thinking your about you, man. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we should get Dunaway in here, assuming he's let's let's uh, joy things up here with some Dunaway. Yeah, brighten brighten our little our little uh, hole here with some Brian Dunaway. He says, "Call me now, go go go," is what he said in my message. So he must wow. be ready. Okay, here's the theme. Joining us now is Brian Dunaway, all the way from South Carolina. Hello, Brian. Hello. He's muted. Oh, hi. Oh, oh sound like, <laughs> that actually sounded like him for a second. I know. That was me doing my Brian Dunaway impersonation. I'm sure he's coming back. I heard him laugh, and then he hung up. Let's see. <laughs> Great. All Let's right. Let's bring good. him again. Let's see what's going on. Usually, he picks right up, so I don't know what's going on. His face, his little icon looks so concerned. Here, chat room. Right. Look at that face. That's a face of a very concerned. It's <laughs> a very concerned. He's looking like, what you talking about, fool? Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, oh, there he is. Hi. Do you hear us? Hello? I can hear you now. Oh, okay. Hi. Could you not hear us before? Whatever that was? I don't know. Well, it, it wouldn't pick up. I couldn't get to the screen. It wouldn't let me do it. Well, it wouldn't let me do it. It's okay. Mm. We'll take you slow. We'll take you fast. We'll take you any way you want to come there, buddy. So welcome. That's right. All right. Hello. Uh, ooh. Hey, uh, why don't we uh, get right into it with you? Brian's uh, here to play a little game. We also involve you, the listener, and we have a number you call, 801-471-0462. We already have a caller ringing in. So let's see if we can take this one. Beep, boop, beep, boop. Hold on one second. <laughs> All right. That's what it sounds like go. when they dial. It does yeah. a little bit. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? This is Clark from Colorado. Hello, Clark. Ah, Clark. Nice to have Clark here as always. I know Clark. that guy. Yeah. He's been on the uh, he's been on the thing before. He's called in and won some I think he, he won is. before, right? Or do I have that wrong? He's uh, uh, yeah, he quite a while ago. Yeah, yeah. I remember it somehow. And he's my puzzle pint buddy. One of my puzzle pint buddies, along nice. with his wife Nikki. That's right. And, yes. Yep. Uh, uh Ryan and I are gonna meet up with you at the Royal. The Royal for one of them big ass burgers. Yeah, you gonna get one? That's right. <laughs> yeah, Clark knows what's up. He wants a burger. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Clark, it's good to have you here. We're going to see if we can't win you some prizes. And Brian Ibbett here will explain how it works. Well, that's right, uh, Scott. I'm going to give you and Brian Dunaway a topic. The two of you are going to go back and forth giving me answers that fit that topic. If one of you gives a wrong answer, repeated answer, or takes too long to come up with an answer, the win is going to go to the other player. Your job, Clark, is to predict who is going to come out on top based on today's topic. Today, you are playing for the games we had last week that uh, went to a person who doesn't do Steam, so we're carrying them over. Uh, Waking Mars and Cannibalt, uh, both excellent games and a fine addition to your Steam library. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, and since they're carryovers, uh, Clark, I'll send you a a, a little print pack if you win. Uh, uh, One of these little frog pants print packs I have, yeah. It's got cool. stickers yeah. in there and Very signed nice. art and all kinds of stuff. And if I die, you can sell it on eBay for like two bucks. It'll be great. Nice. <laughs> nice. Two bucks. Yeah, two bucks. All right. 
So now they need their topic. Now, this one came to us from uh, Talazorel in the oh. chat room, Talia, mm-hmm. um, who I always call Natalia. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, she gave me an option that was a massive list of things, and I decided I'm going to break it down into a smaller list of things to make it easier for you guys. All right. Um, the song We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel mentions mm-hmm. a whole crap load of things. Uh-oh. Events and people that uh, that that took place over uh, a 45-year span or something. Um, I just want mm-hmm. the 20 items that took place in the 60s. Okay. What? Just the 20, Holy crap. Just the 20 things that took place between 1960 uh, and 1969. made it a lot harder. Mm, I did. made it a lot harder. I mean, that's that's basically mm-hmm. two, ver- two whole verses of, of the song. Like, well, I'm trying to get to that verse. Shh, shh, shh. And it was like, if I remember right, it was like, I kind of remember it. Yeah. Oh, this is gonna be weird. All right, right. all right. Why don't you say? Why don't you say a couple of the lyrics? Just say them out loud. No, I think <laughs> I'm good. You're just, you're just your best guesses. I'm trying to just get so, the cadence in my memory, but yeah. We didn't start the fire. It was, it was always burning, burning, but the world's been turning. There it is. That's it. All right, yeah, that'll help you get that. The answer. world was turning in '60, so I'm taking that one. <laughs> well, hold, 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 just hold on, hold on to yourself there. There was a fire somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Clark, after hearing the vote of confidence from both of our contestants here, whose yeah. who's, uh, faith would you would you want to uh, entrust? Here, let me flip a coin. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Brian for the win and Scott to go first. Okay. I I, right. I I am happy with. I think he's made a good choice. Although I don't know how big of a this has to be. Joel. This you said the sixties. Sixties. Nineteen. Repeat. Repeat the question again because sure. it's a little. It's a little. Okay. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, events and people who were most notably associated in this song. Basically, uh, the way Billy Joel sings the song, it's chronological, right? So he starts off right, with. Right. Adam and Eve, Garden Eden. I don't think he goes that far back, but um, but he could. And uh, he's but he could. He totally forward. could. He's, he's really smart. He totally he could. could do have, that. That's the extended version. He could have done that. Um, but uh, uh, at, at one point, he gets into the 1960s, and I want to know the. It doesn't have to be the lyrics he says, but I want to know the things that he references from the 1960s right, right. that took place between 1960 and 1969. All right, my first pick guess. Is the only one I can remember. Plus, it just feels like it should be in there, and I'm pretty sure. And this may be true of all the eras. I'm not sure if he does the, the president of those eras, but I'm sure he mentioned Kennedy in there. He does, and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you John F. Kennedy. I'm going to give you John F. Kennedy because uh, he does. <laughs> he does. What, do you mean, decide... what do you What do you mean going to give? What is that supposed well, to mean? Here's Here's the deal. Um, he actually mentions Kennedy twice in the 1960s. Oh, so, right, so I'm marking, right, right, right. I'm technically marking both of these off. He talks about JFK's uh, um, uh, uh, nomination and, and win as president, but then also JFK blown away. What else do I have to say? Oh, geez. What JFK else do you blown have to away. Say? What else do I have to say? That's a, what, yeah. what else do I have kind of to a, say? Kind of a gnarly lyric there. Yes. It is. Yeah. It is an gnarly lyric. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. What do you All right. There, Over to you, Brian. We've already we've already had my first like, well, right. okay, of the game. Mm-hmm. 
How about we go with Woodstock? Woodstock, the, music, very the musical event, not the not the bird, not Officially, the bird. Officially, the last item in the 1960s that he mentioned. Really? Yes, because it took place in 1969 yeah, and in July of 1969. Can I say and something? Sorry, in, August of 1969. Can I say something embarrassing? Sure. Uh, I didn't know that Woodstock was an actual bird until like a year ago. I thought it was just just the thing. I just thought it was called Woodstock. That's not that to be embarrassed all... about. That's yeah, the... who do you think was always talking to Snoopy, going, "I, I, 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 I." No, I, I knew, I, I, I knew, I, I, I knew his name was Woodstock, but I thought they named him. I thought Schultz named him Woodstock after the event, which I think wouldn't be accurate because Woodstock was around before the '60s. The bird, I mean, and the the character. The and character? so I don't know why I had that right. in my head that that Woodstock was just first of all Woodstock was the music festival, and then that Schultz named the bird after the festival, and that there was no such thing as a Woodstock bird. I had no idea. Right. You know what? I if I were uh, I don't know if I would have been able to say what I thought came first, you know, like if the, uh, hmm. I mean, I guess the bird had to be around in the sixties. Oh yeah, of course he was, but was he named in the sixties? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I checked the chat, but I'm not looking at them. I Very no good. What they're saying, yeah. Um, all right. Was it my, it is my turn. Um, it is. Yes. Um, Buddy Holly, I believe is named in there. Or is that? Buddy Holly. Wait, 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 wait. That wasn't yet my answer. Okay. <laughs> he put his finger on the... It's like, I did it! Yes. I may have a decade problem. Let me think about that for a second. Oh, that's the hardest part about this whole thing, is I'm trying to think what was going on in the 60s and what was mentioned in the song, and this is the hardest topic we've done yet, I think. I think Buddy Holly's the way, in there, because that's when he died, right? Didn't he get on the boat, or on the boat, on the plane? That's with... what the thing is. He mentions a lot of names, but I'm like, at what point? You mean, because cause he doesn't really say, you know... He says some things right. that are very specific, but other things he just mentions their names. I'm like, well, they were alive during that time. With Raven, uh, <laughs> <laughs> are you going? Are you going with Buddy Holly? Yeah. Oh, Buddy Holly. damn it! Buddy Holly oh. actually died in 1959, February 3rd, 1959. Oh, see, I would have thought he was. I would have thought he was right on that one. Ooh, it was I almost the with 60s. That one as well. Died. Um, and I'm trying to look and see in the lyrics if he actually does mention Buddy Holly. Uh, hold on a second. We didn't start the fire lyrics. I have the lyrics printed out for the 60s. There's something about you two, but that's definitely not the 60s. Yeah. There's well, some. Uh, it's it is it is. There is something about you two. Yeah, Ben, Buddy, Holly, Ben, her space your, monkey, mafia, Hulu, space monkey, Astro, space monkey. Pencil is a no go. Does space monkey those... refer? Does space monkey refer to uh, to the Planet of the Apes, or does it refer to something else? <laughs> it refers to. Or is uh, it refer to the monkeys we sent in space or Sputnik? Yeah, to the. But that was later. But yeah. I thought Sputnik. I thought it was like uh, wasn't that a dog? Wasn't it Lake who was early? Like like it was the dog. They don't. Okay. The lyric isn't uh, space dog. But U2, by the way, the American U2 spy plane was the first thing he mentioned that took place in the 60s. Oh, that U2. That makes Uh, more sense. Singman Ree. Here's here's a list of all the other things he could have said. Singman Ree, Paola, uh, Chubby Checker Psycho, Belgians in the Congo, Hemingway, Eichmann, Stranger in a Strange Land, Bob Dylan, Berlin's Separation, Bay of Pigs Invasion, uh, Lawrence of Arabia, British Beeble, 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 Beeble Mania. Beeble, the Beebles. Beeble Mania. Ole Miss, John Glenn, Liston Beats Patterson, Pope Paul, Malcolm X, British politician sex. Really was hoping we'd get to that one. <laughs> Birth control, Ho Chi Minh, Richard Nixon back Ho Chi again. Man. And uh, was 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 he back again though during the sixties? I don't think he was it back he was. again. Yeah, 70s. so he gets, he gets mentioned. Uh, so Watergate gets mentioned in the seventies, 
but Richard Nixon right. back again, meaning that he got elected president in 1968. He, um, uh, but he also got mentioned earlier in the song uh, when he became a senator. Uh, so I would have uh, accepted, okay. Okay. I accepted okay. that. By the way, uh, to clear things up, Woodstock was an unnamed bird. This is kind of what I thought. Woodstock didn't have a name until June 22nd, 1970, and at, at the time he was named after the music festival. Oh. Mm. Wait, the bird mm, in the cartoon, you just mean in general a bird is now called? In the Peanuts. In the Peanuts, the, right? Okay. The Peanuts character. The okay. Peanuts character right. Woodstock. Okay. I don't think yeah. there's an actual Woodstock. Are, are you, uh, there's not a Woodstock bird. Are you saying that there's a Woodstock? The chat room is saying that there's a town there's a called Woodstock and that there was a there's bird. A town. Well, the town... Yeah, the That's town of Woodstock that? is where the festival. Somewhere, right. no, I guess it was held in Bethel's. It was Woodstock. It was. It was. At, it was Gasper's, the province of Woodstock. Farm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, while you're thinking, I I think it was me. Woodstock chat County. I th chat room. I think it was me that killed the stream. So when I lost, I think I freaked out and hit the <laughs> stream you freak off. Freak out! I wonder why I'm <laughs> your hand down on the. Because uh... I have this little remote like stream deck thing, and it's got buttons, and if I whack yeah. them hard, I'll lose it. I'll lose the stream when the record actually stopped recording as well. Uh, the video. Whack them anyway. So I think it was me when I lost. If it wasn't me, it might have been Twitch because over the last couple of days, they've been just having this issue where people are getting kicked off for no reason. So it's possible that happened too. I don't know. Could be one of those two things. Anyway, uh, Luke Skywalker 007 says the Woodstock concert has a burn its logo. It does, but I think that was just like a that was like a, a dub of a dove of peace sitting on the neck of the guitar. I think that's what that was to symbolize. It wasn't. Uh, Oh my God! I guess of, uh, I guess we're doing Wizdoc trivia next time. Yeah, this sounds like I guess a good so. dive. Yep. You know, actually, that yeah. Didn't Keep we just have the? Ahead. That's another big anniversary that just happened, right? Fifty year. Or it something? is, yeah, the fiftieth anniversary of Woodstock yeah. that my mom would have gone to if uh, she wasn't pregnant with me. Oh wow! Was uh, she, and, which she reminds you of weekly. She reminds me of right. every <laughs> single time. Yeah, you get mud, you get mud and everything. You know what this reminds me of? The time I could have went to Woodstock. There are people right, exactly. <laughs> people died at that thing. That's what no one ever remembers. Like, people died from just being oh, at Woodstock. Deaths. Yeah, oh, really? Woodstock, yeah, drugs, yeah. everything. Like, like, like ODs. Like dehydration. Oh, I'm sure there were. Some yeah. dehydration stuff. So it says here, what were the major causes? Uh, let's see. Ten things. Okay, here we go. I'm going to find this here. Of yeah, death at the original festival. It says... Um, here we go. Dissent, uh, Abby Gad recently pointed out there were two deaths at Woodstock. Oh, there's only two? Oh, is that all? Yeah, I thought there were more. Uh, first person died was Raymond Mizak, a 17-year-old from Trenton, New Jersey, who died when a tractor pulling a wagon ran over his chest. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. That's awful. Uh, the other death was 18-year-old. Uh, a Marine. Like it could have been avoided. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah, probably yeah. drunk. Uh, an 18-year-old Marine, Richard Beeler, who was scheduled to leave for Vietnam. Beeler. First went to the festival. Uh, he was home on leave. The county coroner uh, suspected he had died from heroin overdose. This was never officially confirmed in an autopsy. Okay, there were only two. I thought there were a whole bunch more than that for some reason. No, but with That's that many uh, people, you probably Jefferson Airplane it. was there to warn people not to uh, not to take the brown acid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they to be cool. Yeah. Be cool. What, they should have warned cool. that they were going to be uh, Starship one day and write a terrible music. That's, what they <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Stop listening to us in the seventies, please. Yeah. We thank you. Yeah. We're gonna. We're about to get real bad, is what they should have said. All right. Well, this sounds for me right here. This goes to Brian. Congratulations. You're a winner. And therefore, we have a winner uh, in our midst. That was, Clark, that well was done. way too hard, it? It was a good, it was a good <laughs> pick. It. it was a good pick. You need to take it down a notch, brother. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. Well, <laughs> I was trying to, it was going to originally be 
the entire lyrics of We Didn't Start the Fire, and I figured we'd be here for hours because you'd be like, all right, well, what's oh, something yeah, yeah. famous that happened? And No, um, that was actually good. I'm, I'm glad we needed a challenging one. That yeah, was a good one. Yeah. That was a good all one. Right. I liked it. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, you know how to get in t- contact with Brian. Once you've done that, Brian will forward me some uh, info so I can get you this print pack on its way, and we uh, we congratulate you once again on your victory. Awesome. Well done. Appreciate it. Bye, Clark. It is your We're house gonna... on fire, Clark. <laughs> right, exactly. Every time I hear Clark, that's what I always think. Yeah, Clark Griswold. You know, you're supposed to think of Superman. You're supposed to think of Lois Lane or something. But no, I nope. think of right. the lady who did the voice of Betty nope. Boop in the 20s and 30s, going on Christmas vacation and saying, "They want you to say grace. They want you to say grace. The blessing. The blessing. The blessing." <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, All right. Also, anyway. my favorite. What William Hickey was that his name? Yeah, William Hickey. Yeah, he's yeah, so right. good. William Hickey roll. You got it. You got it. Toyota. <laughs> What's that one from? What movie? He did. That's, it with... uh, that was uh, uh, Forget Paris with Billy Crystal. All <laughs> right. You asked for it. He's so good. He's great. The whole time driving in Billy Crystal's car, just reading every sign they pass in that voice. Jeremy says, Monster Zinc. That is incorrect. Uh, the other one he did was, um, <laughs> what's the other one? Uh, oh, he's great in uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. He plays a little mad scientist oh, in the wheelchair. He's yeah. Very good in that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. We've done we've done good in the world today. We got Clark off with some prizes and Dunaway got his brain worked out today. Nice job. Yes. Uh, Brian Dunaway, of course, of the Brian Dunaway fame on Twitter. We got lots of cool stuff going on. I can't remember. If we're, are we doing a boop today or are we bumping? Away? I can't remember we, what we're doing. We, we said that every other week was going to be our new schedule and was going to do some streaming. So this week is supposed to be our streamy week. Oh, it's I streamy week. I wasn't sure if you were going to stream anything tonight. I will definitely be streaming some No Man's Sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, oh, what, we t- that's what we said. So that's something to keep track of. And he's Brian Dunaway on, uh, on, the, uh, on the Twitch there. On the Twitch. And he's doing two hours a day, which is rad. So help I'm him. Totally red. Help him. I need get, a nap. He needs to get partnered. Get him. Get him partnered, everybody. That's the next goal. Wait, is it partnered or what's the other thing? Affiliated. Affiliated. Yeah, I'm already affiliated. I'm already affiliated, so I need to be partnered. Yeah, now. let's partner. I need, so if you could, if you could send me some cowboy hats. By the way, this month is September. Yeah. Don't forget half price subs for Ooh. everybody. Ooh, that sounds real nice. So don't forget to do that. Brian will be around there doing that stuff. You can find him at the Brian Dun- Dunaway on Twitter. As always, Brian, have a fantastic day and week. We'll see you Wednesday. Bye now. (laughs) Okay. Very good. Very good. That was fun. It was a good one. Good topic. That worked out great. Except, oh man, I just don't remember that song very well. I remember some of the words. I know. Buddy Holly. Uh, 59. Come on. Wait one (laughs) more year. Buddy Holly was mentioned uh, in there, so you did get that. Right. It's just the wrong decade. Just the wrong decade, yeah. Dope. All right. Well, on that note. Let's uh, do this. This is your radio newscaster with another exclusive sensational summary of world and local events. It's the news, and it's brought to you by. Brought to you by America's Next Top Podcaster. Our first episode records tonight, which means it's going to be out on the feeds in just a couple weeks, which means it's a very good time to get caught up on season one. If you have not listened to season one, or if you have not listened to all of the great diary episodes that Alex has been recording, the interviews with uh, all of the contestants and judges, now's a great time to get caught up with all that stuff at America's Next Top Podcaster.com. Mm, very exciting. Are you ready, yep. Scott? Are you ready? I don't feel ready. 
but I'm sure I will I be. Yeah. When's our first judge night? Is that that's not tonight? Is it? Is it tonight? Oh no! One week from one week from today will be the first judge okay, night. Okay, that's uh, tonight. We got to give them a got to give them a challenge. Yeah, they got to get going on their stuff before we can hear it. That's true. That's right. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited. The same we judges. Could just judge them. We could just judge them on you know on how they sound in the show tonight. <laughs> yeah, we can prejudge everybody. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, why not? All right, let's take a look at what's going on around the world. The important news yeah. of the day. Like this one. I got this for you because, I don't know, I thought you'd appreciate it. This is fascinating. Yeah. It surprises me. Me too. Kind of caught me off guard. Vinyl is going to outsell CDs for the first time since 1986. Wow. What? That's crazy. Crazy. That's insane. You know why, though? It's because uh, vinyl now costs uh, $48 for one album. That's how, like, basically they're going to sell five five records and that's gonna and that'll <laughs> just do it CDs. yeah because i assume this isn't a volume thing although man let's get into it here it says the revelation comes in a uh, mid-year report from the recording industry association of america or the riaa they're sometimes dicks anyway last yeah, year the report yeah. revealed that cd sales are dying three times as fast as vinyl sales are growing and it's more than uh, more of the same this year New report states that vinyl records earned 224.1 million from 8.6 million units, and that's in the first half of 2019. This figure is impressively close to the CD numbers, which is 247.9 million and 18.6 million units sold. The Beatles sold wow. 30,000, or sorry, 300,000 vinyl records in 2018. By the way, it's a little side note: the Beatles. That's a the lot Beatles. of records. Yeah. That's people going like, you know, they've had these great deals on getting the whole Beatles catalog on vinyl on like, you know, whatever, 120 gram vinyl uh, reissues, remasters and stuff. Has that been a thing? I didn't realize that. Yeah. Get yourself yeah. a deal on some vinyl. I still Beatles. have the original ones. Like I still have the all the old, uh, the original Beatles on vinyl stuff. Do you ever say what your Releases. favorite Beatle album is? Have you ever done that here? Uh, I'd have a hard time deciding if it's... Uh, Rubber Soul or Revolver. It's definitely one of those two. Interesting. Um, Everyone yeah. always says White Album or Abbey Road, but you would say those. those others. I would say Rubber Soul or Revolver right. without without question. All right. Yeah. I like the cut of your jib. Because <laughs> that's how I roll. Uh, which one has the least amount of only left channel or right channel audio? Because those drive me crazy. There was a period there when everybody <laughs> was doing it. I hate it. Hate it, hate uh, it. Well, I mean, there's... Um, they were mono. They were recorded in mono, so it's just a bad. You're getting a bad recording if it's only coming in on one ear. It should just say sound the same um, between both ears. Well, what I mean is so like see. they'll have a song where the guitar is over here only, 100% left ear, and then yeah, voice is 100% oh, right ear. Oh yeah, no, Yellow Submarine was uh, was like that, um, and that did drive me nuts. It was fun when I was a kid to like, you know plug in one speaker and just hear the vocals mm -hmm. and not the music you hear like an echoey of the uh, echoey chamber of the music yeah. i'm gonna i'm looking at the uh the two listings i'm gonna say rubber soul is okay. my all right yeah i like it because i'm not a fan of the song yellow submarine and that was on there on uh revolver but rubber soul man had uh i thought yellow submarine was, you. yellow submarine's not uh sergeant peppers i'm, I'm sure it was on there no 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 uh-uh i had no idea no was there even uh Besides, with a little help from my friends, there were no other Ringo songs on uh, Sgt. Pepper. That was his only... That was, that was the only Ringo song on Sgt. Pepper. What am I thinking of? I don't know. Hold on. Song. Wikipedia. 
doesn't oh, believe me. Always, no, no, no. He's I just can't believe it. I've always had this wrong because you're right. <laughs> it was included on Revolver. Yeah, you'll, on Revolver first. And then there was the, the soundtrack album for the movie, Yellow yeah. Submarine, which had it, of course. That weird cartoon, uh, dude. So the weird. really weird cartoon. That yeah. was drug. But uh, drug. no, Rubber Soul has uh, Michelle in my life, Run for Your Life, I'm Looking Through You, You Won't See Me. Um, did I say girl? Uh, really, really good album, Rubber Soul. All right. I haven't given Rubber, so- Rubber Soul enough uh, credit. I usually say White Album when people ask me. I do like Nowhere Man, Norwegian Wood. I do like Norwegian Wood. Yes. Who's which album is the one with um, uh, the guitar Something. gently weeping? Where's that? What's that on? Oh, um, well, I have to look that one up because I am not one hundred percent sure. White album. White album. Well, maybe that's mm-hmm. why I like the white album because that song so. Might good. be why you like the white album. It's amazing how a song that so great much- can come out of him, and then later he can do the, "Got My Mindset on You." <laughs> 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 you know what I mean. I know, I know you're not a fan of that song. Um, White Album, if it was just the first disc, the first album, mm-hmm. uh, I think I'd like the White Album more, but but uh, sides three and four just feel so, I don't know. There are parts of it that just feel unlistenable. Mm-hmm. That whole that whole Revolution Mayhem song. Oh, I, don't, I, just don't I don't love like I've it. I've never liked that one either. That's not a great yeah. song. People think it now is. the song uh, Revolution number nine. Now the song Revolution, that, that one I like. You right. say you want a but uh, it's the number nine yeah. we don't like. Number nine, number nine. It's the number nine we don't like yeah. exactly. What's the one with uh, um, um, the bird song that uh, what's his name sings that Paul McCartney sings? And your bird can sing no. or Blackbird. Blackbird. Blackbird's also on the White Album. I love that song yeah. so much. Again, again, sides one and two, man. I think that's why I love, and they were the, it was their last album, right before they broke up. That was it. Oh no, no, Abbey Road was their last album. They still had after the White Album. They still had. Um, I still had. What is wrong with my memory? I was sure Magical the White Mystery Album was the last Tour album they did. And, I was sure of that. Uh, oh yeah, no. <sighs> Let it be. That's right. Let it be was recorded before Abbey Road. That was oh there was some there's some weird thing with the timing of Let It Be and Abbey Road, but Let It Be was maybe Let It Be was released last, but they recorded Abbey Road after that. What, 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 Paul is dead. What, 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 Paul is dead. Yeah. yeah, I'm having the same. I'm apparently having the same memory issues as far as the the Beatles <laughs> albums. I thought Let It Be was. Uh, yeah, I have I have Mandela effect hardcore today on all of this. Yeah, all of it's out of the order I thought it was. <laughs> the human brain um all right let's do uh this story here about the uh oh that's what it was the recording sessions for abbey road were the last ones in which all four beatles participated oh okay yep when we... let it be they pretty much <laughs> pretty much all just like showed up individually to record their parts oh i didn't know that and to have that song yeah. be so such a big iconic song for them that's oh funny. here we go yeah while it was released let it be while it was released as the final album of the beatles it was the penultimate album to be recorded by the band so that that okay so i did have it right it, let it be was recorded before abbey road and yeah but released afterwards so in abbey road were they just walking across the street for the one shot and then otherwise they didn't want to see each other like were, <laughs> that's right you know what i mean exactly. like it sounds like yeah. a, it sounds like they were they were probably not happy then i don't know I feel bad when bands right. feel that way, but I totally get it. You have this huge long career and you're in such the spotlight and 
you know, that level of fame and, and notoriety just is brutal as it is. And then your five creatives trying to make it work. I, I, I'm surprised well, more bands don't break up. What's funny is that, be, you know, because the Beatles have endured for, for such a long time, we think of them as having a really long career. But, you know, their first album came out in, what, 1963. Their last album came out in 1970. So they were only around for seven years. There's spaces between weezer albums that are that long you know i mean it's that's crazy to think. Just, yeah. just around for seven years that's that is really crazy but but what a impact yeah. though <laughs> exactly that's that's why we think of them as being such a, a band with such longevity i think it's because by the time by the time they were doing they had changed so much because they came over here bull haircut looking you know yeah singing yeah. singing like bebop boys and then right seven years later they're floating on hippie clouds you know smoking oh, ganji. Totally. i mean they had like three or four different kind of evolutions in their style and their sound through all that yeah through those seven years where did they f i need to look at documentaries i know this stuff exists there's supposed to be a really good uh the the ron howard one last year he put out a documentary a beatles documentary oh it's really supposed to, supposed to be amazing god i, I think seen it. i still say that um i don't even know if it's streamable anywhere but the beatles anthology thing that came out in the late 90s the one where jeff lynn worked with uh um with the three remaining beatles to record um free as a bird and love and stuff like that 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 was like a, it was a three-night television documentary called the beatles i think it was called the beatles anthology and it was that's the best one to to watch so let me ask you this if if, yeah. if i were to make this statement there are probably a lot of blackbird covers would you agree it seems like that's a highly oh, absolutely. covered song. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yesterday holds the Guinness Book of World Records uh, record for the most covers, mm -hmm. although I question the the validity of that. Like, I don't know if it's if it's just that that one, there's more um, awareness of yesterday covers, and they're probably counting people who do it in bars and stuff like that. But uh, uh, Blackbird gets a lot of coverage. Mm -hmm. It's a good yeah. song. I think it's my favorite of all the Beatles songs. I think mm. it's my favorite. That that and my guitar is gently weeping or whatever it's called. However it goes. Yeah. While my guitar is gently weeping. <laughs> Check out my, my guitar. guitar can't keep from crying. My guitar is crying in the corner is the name Which of that song. Which was an answer song to that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, check this out. Yes. Uh, a suspected burglar. He burgles. That's what he does. A burglar. Yeah. Burglar. He's a burglar who likes to burgle. He was cooking breakfast and told a Florida man to go back to sleep. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Florida. Florida's great. A uh, burglar. You're dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Go back to sleep. A burglar broke into a Florida home, cooked himself an early morning meal, and told a resident living there to go back to sleep, according to officials. The home's occupant told investigators he woke to discover the man cooking and eating something after 4 a.m. Tuesday. Fox 13 in Tampa reported. But there's a lot of Fox 13s, by the way, including here. We have a Fox 13. Yeah, you have a Fox 13, we have a Fox 31, so it's like the reverse. Oh, weird. It's the, weird. It's the palindromic. <laughs> oh, I like it. Maybe your guys yeah. are less stupid than ours, because they're flipped the other direction. Because <laughs> ours are not great. Anyway. I don't know. Uh, in Tampa, a reporter the burglar uh, ran from the house when the resident called 911. Deputies from the... Uh, he just had a nice meal, though, so he probably had energy to run. Uh, let's well, see. bacon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, county sheriff's office tracked down the suspect in a wooded and swampy area behind the home. Deputies said Gavin Grimm, 19-year-old Marine, entered the home through an unlocked rear door. Mm. Uh, the arrest mentioned the suspect may have been under the influence of alcohol. 
I think it was pretty likely. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nick's nineteen. Know, but how was how was breakfast? I yeah. mean, was it, was it good? I mean, yeah. What did the guy have in his fridge? Did you like it? <laughs> wow. Oh, you just picture the guy like opening the fridge door like you do, and like, all right, eggs and bacon, and you're like holding, trying to hold everything, stacking on top. All right, mm-hmm. some of this would be good, and some mm-hmm. of this, and yep. Take the time to make grits. Right. I can see that. <laughs> Right. Says he's a Marine. He's 19. Nick is my son is 19. I cannot imagine. I'm trying to picture in my head a drunk Nicholas Johnson breaking into someone's home and eating breakfast. What ha, what is your life like where you're doing that at 19? What are you doing? Yeah. Don't be don't doing know. that. Don't be doing that. But but he's a Marine. Thank you for your service. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's probably a fresh one, right? Don't they they can't go into yeah, 18. 19, he's got to be, yeah. yeah. Right. Anyway, I've never had a run-in with a drunk Marine, but Gutters a Tool says he's had a lot of them. Had run-ins yeah. with uh, drunk Marines before. Mm. I want to say that Steve Martin had a run-in with a couple of drunk Marines in uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, but I can't remember if they were if they were Marines or... Uh, Weren't they? Uh, they were Navy guys, right? <laughs> or British Air Force. Oh, they'd be British Air Force. Oh. I think one of them... Well, wait a minute. One of them was British. The other one wasn't. I don't remember now. Why, what am I thinking? I'm thinking of the guys he fought in the bar in the, the Debergiac, uh, Big Nose movie. What was that called? Oh, in uh, Roxanne. Roxanne. Yeah. No, uh, uh, oh, I don't remember. Don't ask me today. I think Abbey Road came out a long time ago before other albums, well, so I don't know. <laughs> well before Actually, the White Album. 50th anniversary of Abbey Road, by the way, is on the 25th of this month, so I'm sure there'll be a Coverville celebrating that very thing. That's crazy. Yeah. The Beatles were only a band for seven years. A kid was born. Well, they were they released albums for seven years. They were a band for a few years before that, playing in the the Cavern Club. Oh, right, when they were in Germany and stuff, right? Yeah. But if yeah. you count just the official like the albums, yeah. a kid was right. born on the first day of the first album's <laughs> release, and by the time they <laughs> quit each other, he was seven years old. <laughs> that's, that's so. At that's so stupid. That's stupid. Short for such an a storied career. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Who else is like that? Nobody. The Stones are still going. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, you got to think of, like, what's a band that that we have these days that hit it really big with a bunch of albums, but only lasted seven years. Yeah, I can't think of any. Mm-hmm. Off the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> Cutters a tool. And the Stones have only been a band for 70 years. Yeah. <laughs> I am Jackalope. I am. I don't know why. I can't explain it. Time is time has flummoxed me today. I don't understand it. All right, let's right. move on to this final even, story. Even Oasis, even Oasis wouldn't be around if there weren't the Beatles. Right. They wouldn't even exist. Eight, 18 years the be- the Oasis was uh was around. Yeah. And you, yeah. you may be able to find somebody who is a band who had some hits who were only together for seven years or less, but you're not gonna find the kind sure. of the kind of juggernaut breadth that the Beatles represent, you're never going to find mm-hmm. that for mm-hmm. se- for seven years. Not a chance. I mean, Nirvana was <laughs> together for what? They were there for probably no. that long, but one of them off themselves, and that's not the. You can't count that one, right? Because he killed himself. I mean, sure, you wouldn't have Foo Fighters and all that stuff's great, but no. But the actual the actual band nirvana was around from that's a good question 1987 until when was uh kurt's suicide 94 94 yeah so Try i mean on. that's even yeah that's about seven years there you go yeah and all, all i'm saying about that is um th- i don't think you can even if it's a short period of time that their catalog nowhere nowhere near compares to the beatles catalog 
Like not even close, right? right? right. I don't know. It's a weird thing. The Beatles. It, it turns out the Beatles are kind of cool, Brian. I think that's what we've come down to here. <laughs> turns out they <laughs> Mr. Crazy Neighbor hates the Beatles. Oh, he does, does he? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah really? Even the even the trippy um, yellow submarine time. Even where the he even can... the uh, <laughs> even the acid and pot stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little surprised. The, yeah. the experimental stuff I thought might appeal to him, but uh, maybe not. All right. Final uh, story here for today. Hurricane Dorian delivered cocaine to some Florida beaches. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah. nice of Dorian. Well, it's the hot new way. You know, Columbia's like, how can we get more cocaine to the mainland? And someone said, <laughs> right. throw it in the hurricane. Well, it turns out Dorian churned off the coast of Florida and stirred up the sea, and it coughed up something unusual. On Tuesday morning, a beachgoer and his wife were strolling near Paradise Beach Park in Melbourne, which is Florida, not we're not talking about Australia. Right, right. When he not spotted Melbourne, Australia. Yeah, yeah, correct. When he spotted a package that looked suspicious and appeared to have washed up on uh, from the ocean, his wife flagged down a police officer near uh, them to take a closer look. The package contained cocaine. Uh, this is according to a public information officer in the city. The package's lettering, partially concealed by the picture, appears to be diamante, the Spanish word for diamond. But police Wednesday were unable to confirm uh, any of that because the case remains under investigation. That's basically a uh, kilo of illegal drugs. It's a brick of cocaine. And they don't know how it got there, wow. but something to do with the storm. So, well done. Good job. <laughs> I'm looking to see uh, if there's a picture of the package, because I'm trying to decide how how suspicious something would have to look for me to find a package on the on the on the beach and say, No, I wanna I wanna get a policeman over here to look at this thing. Yeah. Or if it's like, oh, this could be a this could be a big bag of stolen money or something or a Yeah, I always I would worry about explosives, except it came out of the ocean. I guess I'd be less worried about that. Yeah. Um it could be Oh, there's the Oh, there so it's yeah, it's just brick size. It's just a black brick that's been wrapped in so much tape it's waterproof. Hey Jamie, at one point today Brian said, I want to see a picture of this package. I want you to capture that. <laughs> capture that I want to see a picture of this package. Dice Tomato says there are a lot of hip artists, hip hop artists that are as influential and have only been around a short time. Biggie and Tupac, for example. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, they're they're probably the best. Certain certain hip hop artists are probably the best second example I can think of yeah. with the, the impact in the way that the impact came from the Beatles. Like to have that, you know, that, that would be a similar case. Sorry, that was jumping all over the place. Nothing to do with cocaine on the beach. All right, we're going to take a break. When nope. we come back, major spoilers, Trek nerd, and more. So come back for those things. Before we do that, though, we have to, by law, play a song. And Brian brought one. What do you have? I did. Let's go to uh, Bournemouth in the United Kingdom, the UK. For a guy who um, was classically trained on piano but is now uh, kind of all, all over dance music, um, this is really, really good. This is a, uh, uh, an EDM uh, instrumental. The performer is SRJ, and the brand new album is called Electro Funk Dance Floor. The song is You and I. Here is SRJ. All right, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
Hey guys, here to talk about plastic. P-L-A-S-T-I-Q. That's plastic with a Q. Plastic empowers businesses to maximize their cash flow and pay for almost any expense with a credit card, even where cards aren't directly accepted. That's the key here. With plastic, you can tap into your existing credit, maximize your credit, uh, and all your reward points that you're already getting, and even take advantage of potential early payment discounts. Is your business in cash crunch time? Plastic is the best way to maximize that cash in hand. You can pay for rent, utilities, taxes, contractors, freelancers, or even business supplies to skyrocket your rewards, simplify payments, and use your working capital in whichever way makes the most sense for you and your business. Plastic accepts rather all major credit cards and charges you 2.5% or less per transaction. Uh, So your recipient then receives their check or bank transfer without ever needing to sign up with Plastic. And since Plastic uses your existing cards, there's no application necessary. Plastic's fees uh, may also be classified as a business expense for tax purposes. So in addition to the card reward points that you're getting and your early payment discounts, the net benefits work in your favor. It's a huge headache, by the way, juggling different payments, um, schemes and methods and services and all that stuff. Huge pain in the butt. This is a great convenience to pay with a single card or with a single trusted service. Plastic is trusted by over a million customers who have already made 1 billion payments locally, locally, globally, not locally. A lot of them locally, but many more globally. <laughs> they offer bank grade security and advanced uh, encryption, and they have an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Plastic also guarantees on-time delivery, or they'll pay your late fees. Smart card holders trust Plastic to grow their businesses, and we've got a special deal for listeners. Sign up now for a new Plastic account at Plastic.com slash TMS and send $50 in fee-free payments. That's P-L-A-S-T-I-Q dot com slash TMS, and you can send that first 50 bucks in payments fee-free. Oh, that's pretty good. But only when you sign up today at plastic.com slash TMS. Very nice. If you want to get serious about it, I'm up for building phalluses. The morning stream. No, you better don't. All right, we're back, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Time to bring uh, Stephen Among Us. Among Us. He goes under the name Major Spoilers. That's why I didn't get him right away. There we go. All right. Let's bring him in. Let's talk to him. Let's see what's up in his world right now. But first, this. Steven. Steven Schleicher, all the way from Majorspoilers.com and Hayes, Kansas. Steven, welcome. Hello. Hi. Hello. Is it uh, tornado season for you there in Kansas? Uh, usually that's the spring, but uh, with the wacky weather we've been having, don't know why it's been wacky. Mm. Uh, yeah, there have been some tornadoes recently. All right. Do you Are you anywhere in the path of any sort of thing, or is it be pretty um, safe? You know, knock depends on wood. On, depends on your Sharpie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's basically it. I mean, we're right at a – Hayes is at a weird dry line, where we used to be, I should say, yeah. uh, where – 
the mountain air would come down and it would seem to hit just just east of us so it was like east and south of us would always get hit but because of the weather as it comes up from uh, Santa Fe and uh, collide with that mountain air it just kind of avoids us for the most part although we do get tornadoes though well it's good to see that Hayes just is the out city, of the way the city has just not been hit in sure. a long 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 time sure the city of Hayes Hey, yeah, uh, knock uh, on wood again not asking for it but you don't want one this is not no. us. Yeah, we're not. This isn't us invoking the weather gods to give us a, a tornado. Gosh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. it's weird to bring it up because I got a notice on my thing. Hey, severe weather expected in your area for the next 24 hours. So uh, yeah. thanks, Scott. Thanks. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Dang it. Coincidence? I think not. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, all right. Well, it's good to have you here. We're, uh, we usually bring Steven on and go, hey, what's going on in pop culture or going on in comics or movies or TV or whatever? And there's not, that's kind of a weird dry uh, news period. We kind of, you know, we had D20 from Disney and and that mm-hmm. was that was cool. And that just pretty much flooded everything with everything. And then things kind of calmed down a little bit. There've been a couple of trailers here and there for things people are excited about. But uh, what we thought we'd do today is Stephen would come in here, swoop in here and talk quickly about three comic books that you didn't read over the last two weeks, but you probably should have. So, oh, I love yeah, it. some cool. some things that have popped up over the last couple of weeks that uh, should have probably gotten a lot more attention from mainstream press, but really didn't. Uh, two of them, I think, are worth noting. The first is Spawn number 300, which came out last week from Image Comics. Now, uh, this is a huge milestone because even though Image Comics is a little bit bigger than what you might think of an independent publisher, it is now, Spawn is now, one of the longest running uh, independent comics uh, out there. Um as it hits issue 300 and it's a huge issue uh it brings back a todd mcfarlane and greg capullo in there doing a bunch of stuff it's got other artists like j scott campbell um uh, jason alexander and uh, scott snyder also doing a lot of work in this book as well so if you're a spawn fan and i know scott you're a big fan of spawn used to be uh issue 300 came out last week and you should have probably picked it up i used to be a huge fan i'd catch it every month i'd probably have the first 60 issues or something somewhere um, mm-hmm. I really did follow it for the story, and uh, and then somebody reminded me one day. They said, "You know, the story's not very good." <laughs> I said, "What do you mean?" <laughs> and they said, "It's a oh, lot it's of not good. it's a lot of flash and a lot of amazing art and some cool concepts, but really the story is pretty low bar." And I went and reread yeah. a bunch of it and went, "Oh, you know what? <laughs> They're not wrong. It's not great. Mm. It's okay, but I kind of stopped investing in it." And um, that's too bad because I, I do really like the character and I like stuff about it. I certainly should probably get issue 300 just because I'm a McFarlane fan. I'm a huge Capullo fan. I love Dave. What's uh, so not Dave Snyder, Scott Snyder. What's he doing? Is he writing part of it or what's I know uh, he's doing the art. Uh, there's like five different chapters and five different uh, spawn uh, veterans come in and, and do some stuff. Oh, I didn't wow. know. It's so almost like an anthology issue kind of thing. Wait, kind Scott of, yeah. Snyder. I didn't know he was an artist at all. I thought he, he only was, wrote. He was uh, J. Scott Campbell, yeah. uh, but no. And so they've got different writers as well. So Scott Snyder is doing some uh, some art. Oh, okay. Sorry, okay. I you said uh, Campbell. Sorry. No, it's all right. We, we got two Scots, three Scots, really, if you count me. We're all talking at once. Uh, no, I, that's cool. And J. Scott Campbell, he can bring in the sexy ladies. That's his job, right? Yeah, he can. Yeah. yeah or sexy clown or sexy spawn. Yeah, or... that's his job. He makes the sexy people. He does a real yeah. good job of that. Um, all right, Gen 13 and all that. I remember that. That was a controversial comic. Remember Gen 13? Remember that thing? I don't know I if it was so Gen much 13. controversial so much as it was with um, Fairchild and the way she was drawn. And especially when they did mm. the 13 variant covers 
uh, that pretty much was the final nail in the coffin for 90s comics. So. Yeah. <laughs> she was porny. Right. She was super porny. Very, well, the whole thing was, yeah. It like was kind of Ginormous porny. boobs. Yeah. Yeah, Dice, waste. Dice to made right. on the chat uh, throughout. He misses Michael Turner. Yes, passed way too soon. That guy was great. He did Fathom. Although, um, you know, if good. you are a big Michael Turner fan, Aspen Comics continues to crank out uh, some fairly interesting comics. Aspen and I forget what the other one is. But I don't know if they are, you know, if before Turner died, if he just cranked out a ton of artwork, you know, poses and, and uh, stills or whatnot. But you can still see Turner's art on the cover of a lot of those uh, Aspen comics. Oh, that's cool. He he did yeah. my, my memory of him or when I really got into him was when he was lead artist on uh, Witchblade for a long time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he yeah. just blew my mind. I just thought he was so good and I was going to follow him wherever he went. And he died way too soon. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, having him pass away that early. But anyway. Uh, all right. So there you go. So you got your you got your spawn 300. And uh, did, did, is the McFarlane? How's the McFarlane art hold up? How's it look? Because he did cover, right? It looks fine. Yeah, yeah, he did. Fi- he he also did some of the interiors. I think he did the art on the Snyder piece. So it, it's fine if you're if you're a fan. And I would say if you are a fan of McFarlane, uh, follow him on Instagram because he'll also often do these uh, Instagram live events where he just sits down and goes, "Okay, let me show you how to draw eyes." And he'll sit down and he'll draw Spider Man and show how you draw the the Spider-Man eye and how oh, you draw the mask cool. and everything. So, yeah, he yeah, does yeah. little him he on does, does little short tutorials. They're very good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially his eye one, in particular the one that's just an eyeball. At first, I yeah. thought he was going full anime with it, and I was kind of annoyed. But by the time uh-huh. he was done, it was it's a very cool technique, and I've used it twice as a result in a couple of things that were a little more serious and that needed you know kind of a more realistic look to the eyeball. It was it's very good, like legitimately. That's cool. Guy has stuff to say, and he's uh, he has no reason to even care about doing that, but he does it. So I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. Jim Lee will often jump on Instagram or um, one of the Twitter live story things and do some some drawing stuff. I've not ever seen Rob Liefeld do anything. Um, Will's Pertar- uh what is his name? Portacio. Oh, Will uh, I have not yeah. seen him do anything live uh, recently. But you know, there are still some image founders and creators um what's his name who does a uh, savage dragon eric larson yeah um i think he does some stuff every once in a while but he's more on the side of let me tell you how indie comics run and if you follow him on twitter he has many many opinions that you can check out oh yeah and he's really into the porny right now he likes the porn oh he- yeah especially with uh, savage dragon right around issue th- uh, i think they was like 200 or something like that yeah man he went on to the uh to the crazy r-rated stuff to the point where <laughs> Uh, Diamond won't. I think you have to direct order it. The comic <laughs> shop has to direct order it because it's not something that they just put out on the stands. And Larson's like, look, uh, if this is what my audience wants and they're going to buy it, then that's what I'm going to do. So. Yeah, he basically brown bagged his work. He didn't. He mm-hmm. just, and we went from like this advent, more of an adventure indie hero comic in the early days to this like, <laughs> it's just real lewd now. Lewd. Yeah, yeah. Oh, anyway. no, it's like. Hey, you want to see him get it on with, uh, you know, three other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not the main Savage Dragon. It's his son, Malcolm. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, man, there's like three way, four way, 20 way. You know, there's, it's just <laughs> it gets pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Anyway, uh, if you if you're curious, I think it's oh, they're sitting just put it in the chat issue 225 of Savage Dragon is kind of the one that yeah. put it over the top. So enjoy. Yep. Enjoy. Uh, tell us about uh, Wicked plus Divine 45. What is this? 
Oh, man, now this is a nice series, and it's a closed series now because uh, issue 45 that came out last week was the final issue for that. This is a story about these 12 gods that incarnate, uh, reincarnate as humans every 90 years, and then there is an event, and then they die. They, they uh, reincarnate as these uh, 20-somethings. They live their lives and then die by the time they're 23 or something like that. Um, and so there have just been a recent reincarnation of them. Uh, some of them start to uh, die and it becomes this kind of really weird mystery whodunit, exploring what it means to be human and what it means to be a god. And, you know, it incorporates a lot of music because they all kind of reincarnate as some kind of pop star in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. And then something happens and the series ends very differently than the premise of every 90 years, 12 gods uh, incarnate as humans. Wow. And it's, it's very cool. And it, it finally ended with issue 45 and I think it is worth checking out. All right. Uh, And people should, should go check that out. You've never steered me wrong. I'll take your advice. This is a pretty interesting series in just the the premise and the way that it's set up. Um, it does get a little violent at times, but it, there's nothing in it that is too bad. Mm. Uh, I think it, it answers a lot of questions or it, it, it asks a lot of questions and then expects the uh, audience to kind of uh, find their own answers to it. And there's a, there's a huge fan group on this. Mm. Well, that's awesome. Uh, tell me about Marvel 1000. So, you know, uh, Action Comics over at DC hit issue 1000 uh, last year. Uh, Detective Comics recently hit issue 1000. And Marvel, who's notorious for releasing new number ones every couple of months, uh, has said, hey, we, you know, we've been around for a long time, too. How about we release our 1000th issue? And instead of having maybe like five artists like uh, Spawn 300, how about we have like five million artists and five million writers? Uh, basically, uh, for as thick as this story is, Every page is a new story, new artist, new creative team, new writing team um, for the entire issue. Mm. And from everything that I have heard, I haven't read this myself. It's a $10 book. Uh, But for the 80th 80th anniversary, Marvel has told this story that travels through the entire uh, history of the, the Marvel Universe. It incorporates basically every Marvel character ever, including some of the ones that you haven't seen since the golden age of comics. Mm. And uh, it's a well thought out story from from every review I have read, including the one that we have over at Majorspoilers.com. It is a well done story and worth checking out. See, I would be worried hearing about that. I'd be like, oh, it's just going to be a That's gimmick. It's a grab. Yeah, it's yeah. a gimmick. They're yeah. going to put all these characters in there to try to get me to spend money on it. But you're saying they... Kind of. Yeah. And it, it ties into the, um, to the 70th anniversary story that they did 10 years ago. And supposedly there's some storyline that threads through all of the bits of this book that is setting up for a future event. Mm. Uh, I'm not saying it's a must-have book or that you have to rush out and buy it in order to understand what's coming next. But for fans of Marvel Comics, Brian, I would expect you might be interested in picking this book up just to see all the creators and the writers and the artists and the editors and everybody who work together to make this book a success. And really, the success of this book has to go to Tom Briefort, who is the editor of this and managing, I think it's like, 50 different artists, 50 different writers to manage all of that and put it together in a story that makes sense hmm. is, um, you know, he, he deserves some credit for that. Hmm. Sounds cool. All right. I'm into it. I would think that normally that sort of stuff turns me off, but you've convinced me I should check it out. All right. Yeah. Buffy the if Vamp- you have $10. Tell if me you want to spend that much. Sure, sure. That's a chunk of money. Mm-hmm. Buffy the Vampire yeah. Slayer number eight. 
Uh, now here is a series that yeah. man, if you guys were fans of the WB uh, series from back in the day, uh, and you were worried that this was just rehashing stuff, or uh, if for those of you that don't know the story, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer had a continuation of the series over at Dark Horse Comics for a number of years, uh, where they basically were like, here's where the TV series ended, here's where the comic begins, and it's all part of that main continuity. Uh, the licensing has now shifted over to Boom Studios, and they are doing a Buffy the Vampire Slayer that's essentially a reboot, where it's everything you kind of know, but done in a very different way. And the first arc was fantastic because it looked at uh, Xander, you know, I'm not going to say what the end of that arc was, but maybe, maybe not becoming a vampire himself. Mm. But one of the big storylines, especially in season one of Buffy, was the introduction of the Hellmouth. And Buffy the Vampire Slayer number eight uh, is the prelude to this big Hellmouth uh, arc that they have coming up, I think, next month, either at the end of this month or the first of next month. That's going to tie the Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the Angel series together. And already the Hellmouth series, I think, is going back for a second, maybe even a third printing uh, before it's even published. Uh, and I read Buffy the Vampire Slayer number eight last week, and it's really solid. It is really setting up who the good guys are, who the bad guys are, what's going to happen when the Hellmouth opens, and the key to opening the Hellmouth is revealed in Buffy the Vampire Slayer number eight. So if you're a Buffy fan and you're looking for kind of a new take on Buffy, I've been super pleased with this series since the beginning. Mm. Okay, cool. And this is all, this is a continuation of when they did the season six thing and then just kept going? Is that nope, what? this is all, no, this is all new. So this, this is, is just this like fresh eight. start stuff, okay. Yeah, this is fresh start in a whole new way. It's basically a reboot or a remake of the Buffy uh, universe. It's got the same characters that you're very familiar with, except they're presented in very different ways. Like uh, in issue eight, for example, Giles is much, much older and much, much heavy set than uh, Stuart Anthony Head from the, uh, or is it Stuart Anthony Head? Anthony, I think Anthony Stewart Head. Anthony Stewart Head, whatever. Um, <laughs> that actor. Anthony Michael, Michael Head. <laughs> Anthony and Michael Head. That's the guy. Anthony Michael Hallhead. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do they still do they still have the, the, the werewolf kid um, who was played by what's his name? Uh, he, uh, uh, I can't think of his name. He, I don't remember if he is in. I don't remember seeing him because really the first arc is here's Buffy. She's a new person in town. She's meeting Willow and Xander. Willow is already deep into Wiccan stuff uh, in this series. Xander feels left out. He uh, is lured to the dark side. And then after that issue resolves, we start, or that arc resolves, we're starting to get into this Hellmouth series with the appearance of Angel and Spike and Drusilla and all those uh, big bads mm. that everybody knows and loves. But it's really very different than than the TV series. Well, that seems like... Did okay. did you say which uh, studio or which um, this publisher? Is Boom, this that is one? Boom Studios. Boom Studios, okay. Mm -hmm. I like Boom. Boom is good. Boom is great. Comixology will have that, right? Yes, they do have okay. all of these. In fact, I, all of these... Spawn 300, Buffy, Marvel 1000, Wikdiv. Uh, you can get all of those um, on Comixology. Okay, cool. Nice. Well, that's excellent. And, news. you know, if you don't want to buy these now, and the other thing that I buddy this past week, um, you know, digital comics represent about uh, 20, let's just say an average of 20% of all the comics sold in the industry. Uh, they would love for you to go out and spend $10 on the Marvel number 1000, but. If you wait a little bit, a couple of months, if you don't want to jump on this now, in a couple of months, these uh, issues drop from their cover price of $3.99 to as low as $1.99 or $0.99. Cents. So if you want to wait a little bit, you can often catch these things at a, at a 
discount. And if you follow Comixology, they often have sales. Uh, they had a big one over Labor Day where a big run of comics was uh, discounted. I have a feeling that if you've never read Star Wars comics that as the new Star Wars movie approaches that they'll have a big run where you can buy the entire Star Wars collection for, you know, like 50 bucks or something. Really? They, they've run different deals uh, over the years. So you just that's have to kind great, of keep an eye out. That's a great price. I'd do that. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, excellent stuff as always. Now, here's the thing. If you're like, man, there's a lot to keep track of and I wish I knew more about comics. I got a great website for you. It's Majorspoilers.com. Steven's over there curating some of the best content ever, so you should be over there checking it out all the time. Steven, anything else happening that we should uh, let people know about this week? The New York Comic Con, it's not coming up this week, but the New York (coughs) Comic Con is coming up the first week of October, and that's what everyone is getting uh, geared up for right now. And so you're going to start seeing some hints, some announcements of things coming at New York Comic Con, but I have a feeling why we're not seeing anything big and new uh, jumping out in our faces like we did a couple of weeks ago with uh, Disney's D23 mm. is because everyone's waiting for NYCC. Oh, right. Yeah, because that's coming up. That'll be fun. I always mm-hmm. like to... And pl- yeah, go ahead. Plus, everyone's going back to school, and so there's usually a dip in comic sales right around this time. Yeah. Uh, so everyone's kind of quiet. But there's some great comics out there, and I've just shared some of those with you guys this week. Yeah, nice nice work. Uh, Steven Schleicher, everybody. Major spoilers on Twitter. Follow him there. Have a good conversation in public with him. That's fine. Steven, take it easy. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Stay hydrated. Bye now. I won't hang up on him, though. Well, hang up. Hang up on me. I won't me. hang up on you. I don't know why. Uh, maybe I'll do it. Here. He won't hydrate. Hold on. Oh, I lost everything. Hold on. <laughs> it killed my, killed my connection. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Coming back. Coming back. Coming back in. Connecting. <laughs> Hold on. I don't know what happened. It's just sitting there. I don't know why. So I'm going to save. Okay. We're back, everybody. Small glitch. Cool. Small glitches mean nothing to us. It's a small glitch after all. Yeah, it's a small glitch after all. Uh, Trek nerd incoming. Don't know what we're talking to him about. Uh, we should ask him if he ate. I did send him some of these salt lemon things. Oh, see. did you? Nice. Yeah, we should see if he ate it. Hopefully Hi, Daryl. What did I eat? You did you eat these salt <laughs> uh, these salt lemon candy things I sent you? Um, Japanese. They're in a drawer. They look really good. <laughs> I haven't eaten them yet. Are they in the drawer I, there at work or at home? No, they're at home. Damn it! Not because we're going to eat them, because we already did. I want you to yeah. do it. I want you to taste it. I want you to have it on the air. I want you to feel gross while you do it because it is gross. Mm-hmm. So next really? time, yeah. but it's it's lemons. It's salt, salty lemon. Oh yeah, when life hands you lemons, don't get uh, salt on them. Yeah, if life gives you lemons, put a load of salt on those things. Everyone says, look at that dragon. I've heard multiple people now say we're crazy and that these are good. They're not good. They're bad. Uh, you're crazy. They're you're bad. all crazy. Okay, I vow to bring them next time. All right, we appreciate the vow. Hey, everybody, check it out. It's uh, Daryl Skeels. He's the Trek nerd. We talk about Star Trek stuff. There's not a ton going on. However, today is, excuse me, Star Trek's birthday. On this day in 1966, The Man Trap aired. Yes. The world world got their first taste of Trek. And Gene Roddenberry went out of his, or his father actually, ran out of the house and ran around to the neighbors saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for what my son did. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. Why? What did he do oh, that wow. for? What was the deal there? I don't know. 
His dad wasn't a big fan of it, I guess. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It was so different and weird. I guess so, but still, he had no idea how big a thing this was going to be. I'm going to, wow. I'm going to say he's. I'm glad Gene didn't listen to his dad. His dad sounds like a butt. Oh yeah. Uh, so, uh, how many years is that then? Sixty six. So uh, fifty. Fifty. What is that? Fifty million. Four. Five. Three years or fifty four years. Fifty four years. There's the math. We were looking for. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, that's not right. Fifty-three oh. years. Oh, yes. fifty-three yeah. years. Okay, still that's pretty good. Uh, well done, Star Trek. And uh, you can go watch the Man Trap on Netflix and remind yourself uh, what that must have felt like for people. <laughs> Someone in the chat room says, uh, "Ask." Oh, Darth Marquis says, "Ask uh, Trek nerd if he remembers when Tom Morello was on Voyager." Watch that episode this weekend. First of all, Daryl, do you know who Tom Morello is? Uh, that sounds super familiar. He is a guitarist. Bass, Rage bass, or guitarist? No, guitarist, not bass. Uh, yeah, the Rage Against the Machine bassist, right? Or guitarist? Mm -hmm. Yep, saying bassist. Yep. And then he went on later to do that thing with uh, Chris Cornell called. It was him and Cornell doing yeah and Audio Slave. They did that. Audio Slave, right? Anyway, he's cool, and I didn't know he was on Voyager. So nice call out there. Darth Marquis, mm. Marcus, Darth Marcus. I'll add that to my list of things to watch. Yeah, that's cool. I just out. watched an episode of uh, Enterprise. I decided to go back and watch season four of Enterprise because we stopped at season three, and I hear everybody says, "Oh, well, you got to watch season four of Enterprise. That's the best season." Really? So I went back and yeah. My experience was, which was the last season four? Season four was the last season. I I thought everybody said three was the best, and then four was phoned in because everybody knew they were getting canceled. But maybe I maybe that was all just rumor and scuttlebutt. I don't, hmm. know. I don't know. I've been enjoying season four, but uh, there's an episode where uh, Tucker uh, moves from the Inter from uh, the Enterprise over to the Columbia, mm -hmm. uh, and one of his one of his charges, one of the people that's working under him, is uh, Seth MacFarlane. Oh, oh, that's right. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, it was the the one. Wasn't he also in Voyager for some hot minute? I, I think oh, he, was he? McFarlane, uh, I, so. I must be thinking of Enterprise. Then I was thinking. Mm -hmm. I knew he was in some Star Trek thing, or maybe I'm thinking of The Rock. The Rock was in something. Maybe that was also. Oh yeah, Enterprise. he's in Voyager. Is it Voyager? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Dwayne the Rock Johnson was in Voyager for like five seconds. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, oh no, he had a whole episode to himself. No, he did. Oh, did he really? Oh, see yeah. that. Voyager I never got back to, so maybe that's the next one I watch is uh, Voyager. I think we watched the first season and stopped after that. It gets way better after the first season. Does it? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It suffers it's from great that. When... It, it suffers from that first season always sucks on Star Trek problem. They all are kind of bad for sure. First season. Except for the first series. Yeah. The first series, I mean, you're only going to get three anyway, and some of its best stuff happening. One and three was, season yeah, it, three was it bad. It hit the ground running. Yeah. But all of the newer treks like TNG and forward their first seasons yeah. are always rough every damn one of them mm -hmm. what that was about mm -hmm. and i would even say discovery compared to season 2 you know had a rougher first season i still liked it but mm -hmm. you know wasn't perfect yeah. trying to find their got its find it finally found its footing in season 2 yeah um in, in in TNG years i wouldn't say things got good till like late 3 or 4 3 or 4 right. <laughs> yeah. yeah 2 was still shaky ground yeah 2 was real rough I mean, it had some moments that I liked, but you know. anyway, it doesn't matter. Important thing is celebrate any way you want to. Also, the Kelvin Timeline Trilogy in 4K for 34 bucks on Amazon. 
What is the tel- the yes. Kelvin Timeline Trilogy? What the hell does that even mean? <laughs> the three movies. Oh, the, the new three, movies. The, the, the J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Is it bad? Yeah. I only like the third one. I think I'm weird. No, I, I agree. It's the most Star Trek of the three movies. Mm-hmm. And it feels uh, like... I don't know. I don't know why I feel this way. People get mad at me for that, and and um, the Tom Hardy one uh, with Picard, uh, oh, Nemesis, uh, in certain, uh, Nemesis, right? Nemesis, Nemesis, right? People Nemesis. give me shit about that one, and I also think that's one of the better Trek movies. I think I, either I'm weird or I'm onto something, but uh, the third of the new modern trilogy, I just think is a better movie than the other two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and a lot of people really like that first one or, or if they're picking their favorite of the three they pick that one but i think that third one is the one man it's real good real good it's they they really did their research and and figured out what they were doing and what trek was about and mm-hmm. made a trek yeah. movie they did uh, and it still had uh what's his name in it is Chekhov, which is nice you know it's nice to have him in there yeah yeah it does make me wonder if at this stage they even do another one of those um everyone's careers are kind of in lots of different places uh yeah but you know leaving it there for him is probably okay i don't know that guy his his well, death is a freaking crime against humanity it sucks it's not yeah. Good. yeah now that cbs and paramount are back together who knows what we'll get maybe we'll get a discovery True. movie oh, could oh be. interesting that'd be all right hmm. i could i mean it's almost a movie anyway the way that show no, that's true yeah yeah. Uh, finally, Discovery Season 2 Blu-ray out on November 12th. So if you missed it the first time around mm-hmm. or didn't want to get CBS All Access, you can now or get the Or don't want to pay for CBS. Exactly. Yeah. If you don't want to pay CBS All Access, then this is the way to do it. Oh, this reminds and as me. I always... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. As I always say, wait a couple months and the prices will go way down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You're right. I got to show you this real quick. Uh, Simon Pegg. You know Simon Pegg. You know, Scotty. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Scotty. Among other things. He doesn't fit in a round hole. No. He, he's a, <laughs> don't try to force Hot him in a round hole. Shaun of the Dead. and Yeah. Everyone loves him. Yes. He's great. And he's in Everybody a million loves, things. Who doesn't love Simon Pegg? Everyone loves him. He was in The Boys recently. Played the, the dad uh, is the the dad in The Boys. Yeah, yes. He was great in that. Anyway, I'm watching the, uh, uh, this is, sadly, this is going to probably tell you guys what my recommendal is for Wednesday, but we have been watching the new Dark Crystal series. And uh, come to find out, one of the Skeksis, in particular the um, the Chamberlain. Oh no! Really? Is wait. Let me make sure I'm telling you right on the character. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's him. That one. That is freaking him. Simon Simon Pegg, Pegg is playing that role. And I'll tell you about some crazy casting in this thing. Eddie Izzard is in this thing. He plays. Oh, wow. He plays one of the. Um, my brain's not working today, but the nor- the little elf people, the gel- uh, the Gelflings. He plays one of them. He's like a gypsy that like does uh, predictions and stuff. He's fantastic in it. I- huh. I'm going to do this now because why not? That series is so good. It- even if you think the original Dark Crystal is weird and old, uh-huh. this thing is magical and amazing. I love it. I'm loving every... We're not quite done, but I'm loving every freaking second of it. It is so really? good. It's the best fantasy series on TV right now. And I mean that. I'm not just being hyperbolous. It's fan freaking tastic. And they and I and if if we could dig Jim Henson up and bring him back to life, 
He would be <laughs> proud of how they've stuck the landing here, how they've got his vision. It's so good. We are working on that. Science is working on that, by the way. Oh, it's yeah. so good, you guys. I really like it. Anyway, and, so, and then, then that's another that's another uh, discovery connection because Captain um, uh, Gargoyle or whatever his name. What was the guy in the first season? What was his name? Captain uh, <laughs> Captain Gun Gungan Gar Gargamel. What was it? Talking about Anson Mount? No, the other one. The season oh, one. No, that was uh, Pike. Uh, season one. It was. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, well, it Lucius, bad. Lucius Malfoy uh, actor. Oh yes. yeah. Jason right. Isaacs played him. Anyway. Yeah. He's also he's the Skeksis uh, emperor in this uh, in this Dark Crystal series. He's fantastic, wow. and the guy even says, "Remember, this is a prequel." There's a scene where the emperor goes, and "One day we'll all be brought back to the dust from whence we came." And if you remember in the movie, the emperor turns to dust. It was this great little foreshadowing moment. Oh, anyway, wow. yeah, that, that series is rad. It's like that's cool. Puppetry is great. It's amazing puppetry. It's never they, there were CGI stuff just to kind of enhance things, but it never feels like in the way or or like a mistake. It just feels right. It's so good. Oh, Lorca, Pre uh, Captain Lorca, that's the name. Lorca, yeah. Captain Lorca, that's right. right. Yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't put that one on my list yet to to watch. It was you know probably something I was going to eventually get to. And now I'm going to kind of move it up a little bit. I would. I, would yeah. I mean, I'm going to do it again Wednesday, but I really like it. It's fantastic. I have it on my list, but I wasn't that excited. But now I kind of am. You should be. I, I, I am yeah. not overselling it. It's really something else. And if you, I mean, I guess if you absolutely hate everything about the idea of the Dark Crystal, then maybe this isn't for those people. But, <laughs> but I can tell you that it's like a billion times better than that movie was. But all the things oh, really? that made okay. the movie, wow. all the things that made the movie cool and that made you at least, you know, appreciate it for what it was. That's all here in spades, and they just blow it up. It's huge now. It's just like this big epic. It's uh, production value is like freaking Lord of the Rings level stuff. It's great. Hmm. Oh right. man, man, man! I'm in. I'm in. Uh, Daryl, finally, nothing. There's nothing else. Discovery Blu-ray. <laughs> Daryl, finally, nothing. Daryl, finally, nothing. Do you uh, do you have anything else you'd like to add? My to Roku the... was my Roku was struck by lightning. So Shut up. That's cool. Up. What was it really? How... I think so. There was a huge thunderstorm on Saturday, and after that, oh, wow, the Roku won't play anything but YouTube videos. Oh man, <laughs> I just, I just. Uh... That's crazy. I've never had a piece uh, that I know of. I've never had anything get electrocuted from a lightning strike. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know what else it could be. Well, maybe you just had a power surge. I mean, it's possible you had a power surge that wasn't related to that. Oh, or... I've re tried restarting and going back to factory settings and everything. Yeah. Won't do it. Roku wow. is Goku. All right. Well, yeah. maybe, maybe uh, oh, Roku, Roku now yeah. has a lightning port. I can or just submitted to this thing. That's funny. Wah, wah, wah. Very funny. Uh, Daryl Skills, everybody. He is the Trek nerd on Twitter. You can also find him at a little show called This Week in Trek at thisweekintrek.com where he and uh, Mike talk about Star Trek stuff. He does this thing I've noticed Mike mm -hmm. does uh, every Saturday. He's watching TNG episodes. He calls it Saturday Trek Night or something. Are you doing that too? Oh, it, yeah. yeah. No, they watch, a, they watch a TOS episode and comment on it on Twitter. It's like, a live. Li like a live tweet of uh, yeah. a 50-year-old thing, 60-year-old, whatever it is. <laughs> uh, well, that's fantastic. Daryl Skeels, everybody, whose camera has been looking up at the ceiling this whole time. Have a fantastic week, and we'll see you next time. Ga ga ga. See you, Daryl. I didn't show anyone that, but he just turned his camera north. and He didn't have to accept with his camera. I don't know why he did that.
<laughs> I know. I don't know. Like you can just join call with phone, like uh, audio only. Yeah. Do what you want to do, I guess. Well, you know. Brian, there's time for one more thing. Tell me we have time for a mashup, Scott. Is we, there time for a mashup? We do. Yes. The answer is oh, yes. And uh, we're going to play this one. It's called Dirt Pickle. <laughs> Don't remember the reference, but Dirt Pickle it is. And I'm going to play it right now. Here you go. Maybe. Why isn't it playing? Hold on. Here you go. It's deliberate. <laughs> That's a bad accent. <laughs> Secret in the end. <laughs> oh, what's Bobby Flay gonna do this week with it? Now he's gotta work with P. Pretty messy. You guys have made a lot of meth. It's a big myth. Look who's on. Yes, go ahead. Yes, it looks like he's uh, peeing in the chafing dish. He's peeing in the chafing dish and placing it in the microwave. All right, thank you. They just get a nice oh. bundle of raw dog and Brian and Scott. And Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Please keep this anonymous. I work there. <laughs> We're all out of the sauce, the sandwich pickles. Gladly pay you Tuesday for a fun today with a cuisson. Yes, uh, he's making a urine ice cream now. You think all the contestants today knew to bring a full bladder. They didn't know what the secret ingredient was, but now they do. The drugs I really want are in your butt. <laughs> You're keeping the good stuff in your butt. Piglisan, yes. He's now going into the audience to request pee from audience members. Oh, ba 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 ba. Just stop. I drove by the Abbeys there in downtown Adelaide. And they had a sign outside that said, We have the meats. I felt like it was a deliberate slam at me because I'm a vegan. You attached a hot box to the side where you put your wood. The hot box where you put your wood. All right. <laughs> Getting too old for the danger zone. Gonna take my walker to the danger zone salted lemon candies how do they work why am i here also take your pants off mario and luigi's oh, super saga whatever it is mario and luigi's super soggy oh no mario he'd say oh no you dropped your sandwich into the toilet oh, <laughs> oh it's <so> soggy <laughs> it's soggy mine is called the dirt pickle i'm proud of it dirt pickle yeah dirt pickle i fell on the ground penis first and now i call it the dirt pickle <laughs> Well, I wasn't really referring to my peen, but I get you. I got you. Right. <laughs> All right. Now I remember that reference. That's, that's what I named my... Was uh, that a boop? Yeah, it was a boop show thing. And I named... I think it was that I named my No Man's Sky ship the Dirt Pickle, I think, is what that was. Oh. <laughs> I forget that you could rename that, too. I forget you could rename planets. And uh, I really should do that because it's like the, the, the planets that I'm trying to find. It's like, all right, now is the is my home base the one I'm looking for on... Um, the Alturius's flats or something like mm -hmm. that, you know, some dumb name. Mm -hmm. I should just call it planet with lots of ferrite dust. You totally <laughs> could do that. Yeah. Sure. Or if yes. you find a water planet just full of underwater resources that you absolutely need, you just name it like, you know, water stash Aqualand. or something. Yeah, Aqualand. <laughs> Aqualand. You can name them anything. I think it doesn't even, it doesn't ding you if I it's know. square even. You can just do whatever you want. No. Yeah. yeah. So I like naming dumb stuff like that. Dirt Pickles, pretty good ship mm -hmm. name. Dirt Pickle. Uh, all right. We have done all we can do. We really have everybody. So thanks for being here. It's a Monday. We we really cranked it. And uh, tomorrow will be Tuesday. We got more. Uh, we got the whole week out of us. So we're looking forward to TMS pretty much every day. So come back for all of that. Yeah. In the meantime, check us out at patreon.com slash TMS. Support us where you can, how you can, when you can. We would love it. And that's uh, a brand new month, sort of. It's the ninth, but kind of the new month. Uh, now would be the time. Let the month go. That's right. <laughs> Hop on and be a part of it. It's magical. Uh, also, frogpants.com slash TMS for all other things you're looking for. Are you trying to contact us? Look for our Twitter accounts, all that stuff. It's all right there. All right, Brian. 
Uh, song, yes. please play one. Song. Tom Robinson wrote in and said, Brian, September 9th is Jessica's birthday, as it has been for the past 30 plus years. Ha <laughs> ha. Even wrote ha ha. Oh. Uh, will you grace her with a cover? We both can't wait for next year's TMS Vegas signed. Uh, Tom Robinson says, P.S. Scott, I requested this from you last year and it was fun to hear. So again, can you play a random film sack clip and try and guess the movie that it came from? Oh yeah. I remember this. I um, this. yeah. Okay. A random one. I'm just going to, I'm going to just drill down. Here we go. Oh, good for you. Oh, that doesn't count. That's not even from the movie. Yeah. All right. Let's do Terminator salvation outtakes. All right. Here we go. Taking me to breakfast. Taking me to breakfast. Taking me to breakfast. Taking me to breakfast. That's a lady, right? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out who's saying that, too. Uh, uh, let me play the clip on top of it and below it okay. as, as hits. Okay. So we'll see. Shiny. Okay, that was on top of it. And then this one below mm. it. Let's violate his ass right now. That's Justified. Oh, no, no. He's in the movie, though. That's the guy from Justified. Oh, is that uh, Elephant? Uh, Timothy Elephant? No, it's uh, <laughs> Bubba, the Bubba Gump Shrimp guy who was also on Justified for the last few seasons. He was the... Oh, the guy that right. ran the mob up in the hills. Yes. Oh my gosh, let me try another one. Give me all you got! Give me all you got! That sounds like... Man! That sounds like Al oh, Pacino, doesn't it? No, that's, uh, that's uh, John Travolta. Give me all you got! Give me all you got! Oh, 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 oh. Nope. you're right, you're right. Swordfish. It's Swordfish, you're right. Because they're taking, okay. taking me to breakfast. That's what's her name. Taking me to breakfast. That's what's her name. That's um, Holly Berry. Holly Berry. Halle Berry. Yeah. Is it Holly Berry? Hall Halle, Halle, Berry. Halle, Halle Berry. All right. That's, that is fun. I like doing that. That is a fun game. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Benjamin, <laughs> Benjamin got it and said, uh, uh, was Halle Berry nice pretty job. early on. So well done. Nice job. Anyway, where were we? Song. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah, song, right. Uh so Tom suggested a Robert Palmer cover. How about a Robert Palmer cover? This is such a fun one. Uh Katie Malua recorded this for the soundtrack to Nancy Drew. Never saw the movie, but I like the soundtrack cuz it's got a lot of covers on it. Came out in 2010. Uh want to say Anne Hathaway, right? Was Nancy Drew in that? Am I remembering? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember yeah, that I, at all. I've I've batted a thousand with all my memories of movies today, so I'm not even going to try to to uh, actually get something right. Uh, Katie Malua recorded this cover, Looking for Clues, originally Robert Palmer. Here's Katie Malua. It's crazy, but I'm frightened by the sound of the telephone. Oh, yeah. I'm worried that the caller might have awful news. Oh, my. Relationships, oh yeah 
show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Yeah, thanks, Justin.